Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Apologies, everyone watching live. A little bit of a late start. Joe is on a trip. Um, a trip that actually, actually I think I was supposed to be on, but uh, didn't know we were going. But he's there now. Most of the staff is with him, so we're a little shorthanded today. Apologies, but we have a, a great show lined up for you, so make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you hit the share button, comment, comment, comment. And the DLive comment section, let's get this on the front page of DLive. Shouldn't be too hard at 11 a.m. Eastern time in the morning to get to the front page of DLive. But the more comments, the faster we get there. And if you have lemons to donate, happy to accept them, and we'll give them back as soon as the treasure chest fills up. Um, why am I wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Joe Biden hasn't had a public event in a few days, and the only time he's been seen recently was at a baseball game. So um, I guess he's on vacation. So I'm going to channel his vacation a little bit. Joe Biden's always on vacation. I guess this one's a staycation. This one's a staycation in the White House. Um, and really strange, even when he has like video events, they don't do it in the Oval Office. They don't do it in the White House. They go across the street to another office building, and they have a, a soundstage set up to make it look like the White House. And the reason being that they want to make sure the lighting is right so Joe Biden, I guess, doesn't look like the Crypt Keeper, which is a dated reference, but many of you will know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so big show lined up. We're going to talk about the new Biden order that apparently shuts down most deportations. We're going to go through a bit of the $3.5 trillion spending bill. Read it, tried to digest as much of it as I could, grabbed a bunch of screenshots. I'm not going to be able to go through all of it, obviously, but I'm going to show some of the stupidest parts of that. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And I want to talk a little bit briefly about... Uh, something that was discussed yesterday, this new whistleblower report. And this is something we've been talking about behind the scenes. Um, the whistleblower report alleging that 45,000 people on Medicare have passed away within two weeks of getting their vaccine shots. So I talk about that at the end and explain why I am hesitant to run with that number. And it's not saying that I don't believe it um, because if, if that is the case, that is terrible. But from a purely statistics standpoint, I'll explain towards the end why I'm hesitant just to run with that number. But first, let's go ahead and start with the deportations. If we go ahead and put up image number 15, this rule just came down yesterday from DHS. That, and this is the USA Today headline. I made sure to grab this so you can see how they're spinning it. In new guidelines, DHS says people shouldn't be deported solely for being undocumented. So U.S. law dictates that if you're in the country illegally, you are subject to deportation. So what you saw, what you saw last week or the week before, all, the, all these weeks are blending together and we got to take that down. What you saw in recent weeks with the Border Patrol agents on horseback turning around illegal aliens. So there was all this hubbub. Oh, they're whipping the illegal aliens. They weren't. Oh, they're being inhumane. No, they weren't. They're punishing the border agents. They've gotten rid of horses. So for all of the, 
for all of the animal lovers out there, for all of the animal rights advocates, realize that when Border Patrol gets rid of horses, they're going to a glue factory, most likely. It's unfortunate, but they're not just going to pay for horses that they're not allowed to use. And now, the third strike. Joe Biden has changed the rules. So, being in the country illegally is no longer enough to be deported. They have to do something else wrong. Now, I want you to understand what that means. That means 100,000 people can storm across the border right now. And as long as they aren't breaking any other laws, they will not be deported. They will not be swiftly deported. We have court cases trying to get rid of Title 42, which is the part of the U.S. law that allows the federal government to close the border for a pandemic that's been in effect for over a year and a half now. Um, an appeals court just stayed the radical um, Judge Sullivan's ruling in, in the D.C. Circuit. So that Title 42 is going to stay in effect, but the Biden administration is considering getting rid of it, which would be pretty ironic. They're telling us all to lock down, to hide in our homes, to wear masks, get vaccinated, or lose our jobs, but they're going to get rid of the actual security at the border to protect Americans from new variants walking across the southern border. So why are they doing this? Why are they changing the DHS rules to allow people to enter the U.S. illegally and not be deported solely for that? Well, I'll tell you why. If we put up image 16, image 16, there's more caravans coming. Panama, this is a headline. Panama warns another caravan of 60,000 Haitian migrants is headed for the U.S. border through Mexico and says it has been sounding alarms to Biden for months. Panamanian Foreign Minister Erica Moines made the remarks during a visit to D.C. this week. She said that another 60,000 mostly Haitian migrants are likely headed towards the U.S. border. Moines said 85,000 migrants have passed through Panama so far this year, a huge increase. She expressed frustration, saying Panama has been warning leaders, including Biden, for months. We've engaged with every single authority we can think of, the exasperated Moines said. Well, that is a low number. And I want to explain to you what's happening. So in recent years, Haiti has had a lot of natural disasters. They just had um, their leader assassinated, right? There's a lot going on in Haiti. There's a lot of political strife. There's a lot of natural disasters, economic turmoil. So for years, going all the way back to that, that terrible, terrible earthquake, right? For years, Haitians have been going to Central America and they have been basically Central America's illegal aliens. They've been working for wages, believe it or not, you can undercut Central American legal wages, and the Haitians have been doing it for years. So there are hundreds of thousands of Haitians living in Central and South America, oftentimes illegally, who now just saw that Biden let almost all of the Haitians who crossed the border into the United States actually help them get on buses and planes to travel around the United States. So they are all now coming here. They're all going to come here. I mean, who in their right mind? And you can't blame the Haitians. Obviously, what they're doing is illegal. And if you break the law, you deserve to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But if you lived in Haiti, you would understand the motivation behind them wanting to come to the United States. Would you rather live in Belize in a slum or would you rather live in poverty in the United States? Obviously, obviously, the choice, if, if it's just those two options, the choice that you would make is you, oh, I prefer to live in the United States. Now, we all being good people would want to do this <laughs> legally, right? <laughs> but of course they want to come here. Living in poverty, even living in destitute poverty in the United States beats 
hands down living in poverty in any of these Central or South American countries. So that 60,000 number, that's low. And in fairness, that's just what they have already counted crossing through Panama. There's a lot of Haitians south of Panama that haven't crossed yet. And that's where we get to Marco Rubio's warning. Marco Rubio is blowing the whistle and saying that there's upwards of 120,000 illegal migrants marching towards the U.S. border, intent on crossing the border, knowing that Biden will let them stay. Let's go ahead and play this clip. This is cut 17. My heart breaks for these people. For example, the Haitian community in South Florida is an incredible community. I have a tremendous affinity for them, and I feel terrible about what's happened in Haiti. But, you know, no country in the world can take in, you know, 15, 30, 50,000 people at a time like that in a totally unregulated, unrestricted manner. What's happened here is there are anywhere between 90,000 and 120,000 migrants from Haiti alone in different countries in Latin America, all desiring to enter the United States. And this began back in 2010 when a lot of these countries got rid of visa requirements like Chile because they had a bunch of construction jobs. So they've been living there this whole time. If you notice, a lot of the Haitian migrants at the border last week spoke Spanish because they've been living in Chile mm -hmm. and places like that for a long time. But what happens? The jobs dry up and now they say, well, fine, we're going to go to America. And, and that's what's happening. And so eventually it bottlenecks in Panama, which is the first country that sort of interacts with them, does testing, you know, biometrics, uh, tests for COVID, things of this nature. And they're telling us, you know, we, anywhere between 90 and 100,000 Haitian right. migrants just from Haiti alone are headed towards the United States are at different st uh, stages of migration. And the Biden administration isn't doing anything about it. They've and completely ignored it. So those are the Haitians that are living in Central and South America. There is another group of people estimated to be in the hundreds of thousands who are living in Mexico, who have either tried to cross the border illegally into the United States before and got turned around, or have been just waiting for their moment to enter the United States, waiting for the opportune moment for when the time is right. Maybe they, they showed up when Trump was in office and said, you know what, it's not worth it. Let's wait it out. My sources and I'm starting to see this corroborated in other people reporting on Border Patrol sources. My sources are telling me, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, upwards of 400,000 people try and cross the U.S.-Mexico border in October alone. Think about that. Double, I think it was June, July was the worst number ever. They had like 210, 218,000 illegal aliens apprehended. Those are just the ones we apprehended. Obviously, there's more that got away that, that we didn't catch. But just going off that 210, 218,000 number, talking about October, worst case scenario could be double the worst month this country has ever seen. And again, you ask why? Why are all these people coming? Because they know they will be let in. They know they will be let in because Biden just did that. 15,000 Haitian migrants under that bridge. Do you know how many? got actually caught and released and got released into the interior, at least 12,000. So if you are a Haitian and you look at those numbers and you say 15,000 crossed, 12,000 got put on buses and planes and allowed to enter the United States. I mean, you could understand why they'd make that, that gamble. It's still illegal. There's still no reason for it. There's no excuse for it. But when you have nothing, you can understand the calculus of why they would cross the border illegally.
And now Joe Biden has punished the Border Patrol agents who are actually trying to hold the line, gotten rid of the horses. Now, the horses don't seem like a big deal. But when you realize the terrain that Border Patrol is working with, when they try and do apprehensions at the at the waterfront, right, on, on the river, they will often use horses because you can't just drive an ATV onto the riverbanks, right? You don't have the maneuverability. It gets bogged down in the sand, in the, in the mud. No. You need horses to go into the riverbed area. You need horses to go into rockier terrain. And Joe Biden has now taken that out of the equation. So you remember Donald Trump built the border wall. The areas that they didn't build border wall sections, remember where those were? Those were in the mountainous, rocky areas. There were also <laughs> some areas around the river where they couldn't figure out how to build the border wall because of the different uh, erosion with the river and, and whatnot. So by getting rid of the horses, by getting rid of the horses, it might not seem like a big deal, but it eliminates Border Patrol's ability to swiftly react to illegal aliens crossing precisely at the parts where Border Wall was not built. It's insane. And now this new regulation, this new rule coming down from DHS, that if you cross the U.S.-Mexico border illegally, that alone cannot be used as a reason for deportation. You have to have done something else. Now, what does that mean? You have to have been previously deported. You have to be caught breaking the law. So I guess if you literally cross the border and then assault someone, that could be used. But what that does is it takes off the table most of the fastest deportations, the in and out. Like, oh, no, you're, you're, we caught you. Sorry, you're going back. What those border agents were doing on horseback, trying to turn the illegal aliens around. So yeah, we have 120,000 Haitians alone coming or want or preparing to come to the U.S. border. Border Patrol sources I'm talking to say could be as high as 400,000 apprehensions this month. I was like that. I, I was. I didn't believe. It. I said that's a little high. You sure you're not talking like the end of the calendar year? No, they're saying worst case this month. It's insane. It really really is so i want to i want to cover a little bit and to explain i mean if if, if, i'm getting tired of talking about what they're doing because they they they're literally opening up the u.s mexico border i guess it technically could get a little bit more open but there's not a whole lot left there's not a whole lot left stopping illegal border crossings they have gutted pretty much everything, which is why we ran a fax blast yesterday condemning the Republicans who agreed to a continuing resolution. And the reason we did that is because the continuing resolution keeps the funding at its current levels for, across all of government to avoid a government shutdown, right? Well, the problem with that is the previous spending bill deliberately limited the funding for Border Patrol and ICE. And we've, we've done podcasts on this in the past, so I'm not going to dive too far into it, but the way that they restrict ICE and Border Patrol's ability to actually do their jobs is by restricting the amount of funding that can go towards BEDS, the B-E-D-S, BEDS. And the reason being, if you restrict the number of BEDS that can go in a detention facility, then you can restrict the number of people that can be detained. And you can force Border Patrol and ICE to catch and then release people because they don't have enough funding to keep them in the detention centers. So when you vote for the continuing resolution as a Republican and you see what's happening at the border and you see the 120,000 Haitians and you see upwards of 400,000 could try and cross in October alone, 
and then you vote to still restrict the number of beds that Border Patrol and ICE can put in their detention facilities. That is unconscionable. It is. And the reason the GOP does it is because they don't expect you to understand it, which is one of the goals of this show, to find the really in-depth things. And I get it. There's nothing sexy about appropriations bills. I understand that. I I read the damn 2,000-page bill over the last couple of days. And it, it, I wanted to pull my pull my hair out. It was nauseatingly boring. But you understand, they get these things through because they're counting on you not reading it. And I get it. We don't have time. I barely have time to read the whole damn bill. But one of the purposes of the show is to break it down so you can understand what they're doing. Because when you have knowledge, when you, ha- when you understand what's happening, we can stop it. We can stop it. You can take action. So one of the things that got, that got I want to make sure I, I, I grab the right cut. Um, if you go ahead to image nine, this is part of that $3.5 trillion spending bill. Image nine, free lunches and breakfasts. So that doesn't sound that bad. Three, free lunches and breakfasts. Any local educational agency may certify any child as eligible for free lunches or breakfasts without further application by directly communicating with the appropriate state or local agency to obtain documentation of the status of the child as a member of the family that's receiving temporary assistance under a needy families program. Okay, you start seeing that. That makes sense. We already have this free and reduced lunch at schools. Fine. A homeless child or youth. Okay, I understand we're going to give free lunches at schools to homeless children. Sure. Let's go ahead to image 10. Image 10. It gets worse, though. You're going to give to anyone that's served by runaway or homeless youth grant program. Any migratory child. See what they did there? They took a program that is supposed to give free or reduced lunch to American children who are either the families on welfare or they just need help, right? They're, They're malnourished. And now they're opening it up to migratory children. So just so you understand, all of these illegal alien children, when they come into the United States, understand if this $3.5 trillion spending bill passes, each and every child under the age of 18 will get taxpayer funded, 100% free, breakfast and lunch. Breakfast and lunch. No, it's like, oh, well, they need to eat. I thought that's what USAID is for. I mean, for all the faults with the foreign aid programs, for all the faults with the foreign aid programs, we have fed a lot of people through food aid. There's been a lot of waste, a lot of fraud, a lot of abuse, fine. But we fed a lot of the world's hungry people, both through government and through private charities. It is an entirely different matter to bring them here and to give them two meals a day for free. I mean, does anyone else see a problem with this? Is it just me? And but wait, it gets worse. In case you didn't think it could get worse, it does get worse. Put up image 11. They don't want this, just this, this program just to apply to school years anymore. So they want to now create a program. They'll begin in 2023 to give this nutrition assistance to eligible children during summer months 
to ensure continued access to food when school is not in session for the summer. So not only would illegal alien children coming across the border get put into American schools, overtaxing the school board, the school employees, the teachers, right? Trying to figure out how do we teach all these children with speaking different languages. But now they would get free breakfast and lunch during the school year. And oh, by the way, if this $3.5 trillion spending bill passes, they're also going to get free breakfast and lunch during the summer months. And you know what's next. They're going to give it to them during holiday breaks. Listen, I'm not doubting the humanity behind wanting to make sure people can get fed. And, and for all of its faults, this program, in a lot of ways, are the, is the only way that American children, some of them living in poverty, can actually get two balanced meals a day. Fine. But to open up the border to say, we're not going to deport you simply because you're in the country illegally. Bring all of these people in, hundreds of thousands of people in, and then say, oh, by the way, if you have a child, that child is going to get taxpayer-funded breakfast and lunches all year round? Now, whatever happened to America first? Yes, Mary, in the DLive comment section. Whatever happened to um, our country first, America first? Not on Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill is not worried about America first. They could care less. So let's go through some of these other images. I'm going to get through as many as I can before I start puking. But before we do, i got to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by MyPillow. MyPillow, if we put up the overlay graphic, MyPillow, um, great company. Mike Lindell, great patriot. He needs our help, and he puts out a fantastic product. If you go to MyPillow, the link is in the description. You use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21 you're going to get up to 66% off your order. That's a, that's a huge number. Now, it depends. Different products have different discounts, but this is the best discount available on the site. So go there. Do your Christmas shopping early, not because Kamala Harris told you to because she wants to inflate the economic numbers so it doesn't look as bad. Just get it out of the way and use promo code CD21. Not only will you be helping MyPillow, not only will you be supporting Mike Lindell, not only will you be getting a great product, but yes, we do get a small commission when you use our promo code. So it helps produce the show. It helps us grow and uh, and and build up on this. So yes, please do use CD21, Charlie Delta 2-1 at MyPillow and get up to 66% off. Okay, let's go through some of these images. If we put up image one, <laughs> put up image one. Remember the birthing people? That's what the Democrats wanted to change all the language to. This is a provision in the $3.5 trillion spending bill that says they will conduct rapid assessment of COVID-19 awareness, impact on care and experiences, and use of preventative measures among pregnant, laboring, and birthing, and postpartum individuals. Birthing individuals, that is a new term. It used to be birthing people. Now they've changed it to birthing individuals. The idea being, if you are a transgender woman, which means a biological man who believes he is a woman, or I guess a biological woman who believes he's a man. That's more likely, though there are biological men who pretend to be in labor. It's very strange. It would be a biological woman pretending to be a man, but also got pregnant. I can't even wrap my head around it. Basically, they're not a woman. They're not a man because birthing men would sound insane. So birthing individuals, that language would be officially changed and added to the U.S. Um, code. Okay. <laughs> Put up image two. 
$15 million for technical assistance centers or national resource centers supported under the OAA that are focused on providing services for older individuals who are underserved due to their sexual orientation or gender identity. Yes, this is $15 million to help the old gays. <laughs> I, I didn't know they were an at-risk population. I didn't know that. I didn't know that elderly homosexuals were in dire need of help. I, I haven't seen the late night commercials. Your donation of 50 cents can help an old gay man put food on the table. I haven't seen those commercials late at night. The infomercials. Apparently, they are a population in dire need of help. So $15 million would go to help elderly gay and other um, LGBTQ individuals. Apparently, an underserved population the old gays go ahead put up image three image three it's going to boost outreach to hard to reach populations such as racial and sexual minorities limited in english proficient populations individuals residing in <laughs> so this is for obamacare this is for obamacare to reach hard to reach sexual minorities apparently again I haven't seen the, the Sarah McLaughlin song playing arms of the, in the arms of the angel late at night telling you how you your donation of 50 cents can help the sexual minorities learn about Obamacare. That is in this bill. Congratulations. Go ahead, put up image four. Image four, 24 billion. 24 billion for in, incremental tenant-based rental assistance for households experiencing or at risk of homelessness, survivors of domestic violence, dating violence, sexual assault, stalking, and survivors of trafficking families. Now, a lot in here, this is how they get you. They get your heartstrings. They're saying, oh, well, you don't want to provide $24 billion to help victims of, of trafficking pay their rent. That's how they get you. But they also put in there dating violence. What does that mean? Does that mean you dated a guy, he slapped you once, and now you get free rent? I mean, you got to dive into this. They get you with the, with the oh, well, you have to help the trafficking and the sexual assault. All worth, worthwhile causes. Should we just be setting aside $24 billion? I don't know. But you can tug at your heartstrings. You can understand it a bit. But the dating violence. That's all. I just, I just had, a, I had a bad dating relationship once boyfriend slapped me punched me oh now we're gonna get rent and notice it's incremental tenant based so the money is gonna go to the tenants not the landlords right <laughs> so they're gonna send the money directly to the tenants they're not gonna send it to landlords so the tenants are just gonna the tenants are just gonna buy a big screen tv and continue to try and live for free especially in the states that still allow them to live for free we got more go ahead put up image five $50 million to develop and carry out non-lethal lethal activities and tactics to reduce human-wildlife conflicts on national forest system land. What does that mean? That means that the elk ran into the highway and caused a car crash. That's, that's, that's what that means, right? I mean, there's not just like bears going through villages and just mauling people. When they're talking about human-wildlife conflicts, they're talking about when when wildlife goes onto a roadway and cause an action, which listen, if $50 million can help prevent those things, fine. 
But the way traditionally you have stopped these human wildlife conflicts is through legal regulated hunting, culling the herds, making sure that the herd populations are at a reasonable level. Even if you don't like hunting, if you think it's immoral, which I know a lot of people do, they, they can't stand it. Without hunting, these populations would skyrocket. And literally there, there would be so many car crashes on some of these roads, highways, you, you wouldn't even know what to do with yourself. So $50 million won't stop it, right? It won't stop it. But what they're doing here by, by saying non-lethal is they're trying to set develop a way to reduce populations and keep those different wildlife populations away from human um, population centers so that they, they can then go after hunting. Because hunting traditionally has been how they keep the, the herd populations in check. If they can develop a new way to do it, we don't need hunters. They can go after and ban hunting. So, yeah, $50 million is going to go towards that. Go ahead and put up image six. Image six, $2.25 billion will be used for staffing, salaries, and other workforce needs to support the development of a civilian climate corps for the purposes of managing national forest land subject to the conditions that the amounts made available under this paragraph shall be in addition to any amounts required for salaries and expenses need to carry out the products under the subsection and members of this new civilian climate corps shall be compensated at not less than 200% of the annual federal poverty line. So they are creating a climate corps. This will be part of the government that their job is to run around and put out the climate fires. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but they're going to be paid a bunch, $2.5 billion to create this new climate core. And by the way, you can't pay them a cent less than 200% of the federal poverty line. So they're going to be, depending on where they are, usually national forest system land isn't in urban environments. So 200% of the national poverty line, you could actually live pretty comfortably in, in somewhere like Montana or Wyoming. It's not, it's not going to be the most money. But yeah, no, they're creating the climate core. And make sure that they are going to be get paid more. How about we uh how about we create the let's get the homeless veterans into some kind of living situation? I mean, I'd much rather pay 2.5, 2.25 billion to pay people to go around the country and put homeless veterans in some kind of housing, right? Train them to do jobs, help them um, if they're addicted to drugs, help them with different mental health needs. But no, we're going to create the climate core. Gotta have that climate core. This is a nice one, but it's one that we really probably should talk about a little bit. You put up image seven, the maximum fair price. They're going to basically cap the prices of prescription drugs, which is, listen, I'm all about reducing the price of prescription drugs. We pay far too much. The problem is when you just slip an amendment like this into the bill without actually debating it, without actually talking about it, understanding the ramifications. The reason that <laughs> the prices for American drugs are so high is that the drug manufacturers need to recoup in a lot of ways their R&D. And yeah, foreign countries restrict how much they can sell drugs for. That's why you can get drugs much cheaper in Canada. So Americans pay more. And I'm not saying it's fair or that's even just, but we pay more because they're not allowed to sell medicines for more money overseas. So if you just auto automatically just up, this is the cap. Can't pay, can't charge $1 more than this. Well, what's going to happen is they're not going to spend decades billions of dollars developing new life-saving drugs there's not if they know that they can never recoup that investment there's not so again i'm all for lowering prescription drug prices but you can't just do it by just throwing this in 
here's everyone here's a good one for everyone with bad teeth if we put up image eight image eight public health plans will now include root canals basic basic tooth restorations basic periodontal services tooth extractions oral disease managements it'll also include major treatments such as bridges crowns and yes root canals so free teeth free teeth you're starting to understand why they're putting in 3.5 billion a trillion you're thinking, well, how how did they possibly get to that number? No, nope, they did. Other way that they plan, other way they plan to actually raise money. If you put up image twelve, sorry if you happen to be addicted to uh, tobacco. If you're a smoker, they're gonna oh, they're, they're gonna double the taxes on cigarettes. Oh, sorry, cigarettes uh, instead of the tax being fifty dollars and thirty three cents, bam, hundred dollars and sixty six cents. I, I assume that's for a larger quantity. That's not for a pack. Large cigarettes. Oh, we're gonna double that too. Up uh, small cigars, doubling it. Up uh, <laughs> large cigars, increasing that too. And yeah, they're going to increase the tax on smokeless tobacco as well. Tobacco is a is a filthy habit. Every now and then, I'll smoke a cigar celebra- for a celebratory reason. Um, but uh, it's a filthy habit. But when you tax people, I, I've never liked I've never liked the idea of balancing the budget on tobacco taxes. The reason being when you balance, for example, lots of states balance their education budgets on tobacco taxes. Why is that a stupid idea? Because in schools, understandably, they're teaching kids that smoking is bad. We should do that, right? Smoking is a a terrible habit. Yes, it kills you. We all know that. Um, The problem being when you are teaching children not to smoke and you are relying on tobacco taxes to fund the schools, well, you are reducing the population that you are taxing to fund education. So the only way around this, unless you create a new tax, is to keep increasing the taxes on tobacco products, which for people who are addicted, for people who um, are smokers, that starts pushing them closer and closer to the poverty line. You can't just double cigarette taxes and be like, oh, no, this is is how it's going to be. I mean, the majority of smokers, obviously there's tons of exceptions, but tend to be salt of the earth working class people yeah there's always exceptions i get that but you start taking these americans saying oh by the way your cigarette tax is going to be doubled your it's going to be a hell of a lot more expensive to buy a pack they're not just going to quit over that they should but they're not it's their choice that's going to definitely hurt their wallets so that was image 12 let's go ahead to image 13. this one i don't know what this is all about Assessing, planning, designing, constructing, modernizing, retrofitting, or decarbonizing public school facilities. I guess they're going to put a huge chunk of this to putting solar panels on schools. Again, not a bad idea considering how electricity costs are increasing. I mean, I'm looking at putting solar panels on my house right now because our electricity bill is is huge during the summer months here in Texas, like $300 a month. It's insane. I probably should get a new air conditioner. That's probably where a lot of that cost is coming from. But it's, it's insanity. And you see how the costs are going up. So it makes sense. Put solar panels on school. But do we have the money just to do that? Just going to slip that in and not even talk about it? Oh, just every school gets an entire solar panel array? Well, I mean, obviously the solar panel lobby likes that. They put that in. And this one, I don't really know what this one means, but it's, means, but it seems like it's going to be expensive. They're going to include a lot of this funding. If we go to image 14, going to include a lot of this funding to provide training to people so that they can go into homes. They can be energy star qualified and they can set up 
Energy Star qualified HVAC systems and Wi-Fi enabled home energy communications technologies. So basically smart thermostats. But there are provisions in this. There are provisions in this. Um, there are provisions in this where they actually plan to have government reporting. They plan to have government reporting on how much energy you use. Well, it's like anything, registration. <laughs> like anything, with registration, eventually confiscation. If you use too much energy, the Climate Corps are going to come get you. Climate Corps are going to come get you. People in the comment section asking, how did I pay $300 uh, a couple months this summer? I have a very old air conditioner. And when it gets 100 degrees with 90% humidity in this part of Texas, it feels like 110 um, <laughs> the, air, the air conditioner runs all day long to keep it at 75, 76, 77. Um, so that is why. That is why. Also, I have a bunch of fish tanks. And, th and that uses a bit of energy. So it's not, it's not entirely household stuff. I have a, a bunch of fish tanks in my garage. But the question is, all, for all of us, do we want to just do this? Do we want to just handle this money without any debate, without any talking it over without any explaining the ramifications. I mean, even debate isn't really debate. People go up and they just give speeches. They don't actually explain and debate individual provisions. And a bill this big, 2,000 plus pages, works out to over, I think, $1.3 billion per page. $1.3 billion per page is how much, when you break it down, the total spending. You can't debate that. It's not, it's not debatable. You cannot actually debate all the provisions. And, that, and, and a lot of members of Congress don't even try. They just, they just vote for it and say, oh, screw it. What does it matter? We'll just vote for it anyway. They vote for it without reading it. So, yeah, we're going to continue to go through, go through this bill. And I, I know that we don't have time to talk about this. There's tons of other things going on. And it's not a sexy topic. Like if, if I put in the title when we post the audio version, like, oh, the $3.5 trillion spending appropriations package explained, no one will download it. And I get that. But it's important that we know what they're trying to sneak into it. Because they're counting on you not knowing. That's how they get away with this crap. They're counting on you being too busy. And it's fair. Listen, I wish I was too busy to read these bills. <laughs> I need to I need other tasks because I don't want to have enough time to read these bills because it's a it's a very boring. But they're counting on all of their constituents not knowing. And the first step to fighting back against this is knowledge. I know that we talk about taking action. We have our fax blast system, which if you haven't already done it, sign up for our email newsletter. Very, very important. Link is in the description. Sign up for the email newsletter so you can get our call to action emails. And yes, Joe talks about having rallies and, and, and things like that. Action is very important. But action, action without the information. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll make the news. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get people's attention. You'll get people's attention. But ultimately, if you're not completely informed on all of the issues, it, it kind of it fizzles out. So we are a talk show. We are not an I mean, we are an action show, but we're largely a talk show. And it's about informing all of you about what's going on. That's why I read the Federal Register, the updates to the Federal Register every day. Do you know how boring it is to have a Google alert set up to email me every time a new regulation is introduced or passed or approved? It's incredibly boring. And the majority of it, it matters, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't do it. But it's not nearly important enough to get into it, right? But we ha I have to read it. 
so that when new regulations about guns or about the border come out, we can have a call to action. The Facts Plus today will be on that DHS new regulation saying that crossing the border illegally is not a deportable offense. That's going to be our call to action Facts Blast Day. So again, if you haven't already, sign up for the email newsletter. But we we got to keep fighting. And yeah, it, it can get boring at times, but um, I'll do it for you. <laughs> you just got to take action. When, 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 I expl- when I explain something to you, when we walk you through it, it, it can't just be, wow, that really pissed me off. And oh, going to go back about my day. Do, 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 do. No, you got to take action. And sometimes information comes across that that isn't completely trustworthy. But we'll get to that in a second. We do have a caller. We have caller Josh wants to talk a little bit about taxes. Give the producer a couple of seconds to get him on the show. Um, welcome, caller Josh. Hi there, Max. How are you doing today? Oh, you're producer Josh. <laughs> well, I, I, I was listening why on they, my phone. Why are they burying the lead? <laughs> hey, well, we, if you we want to call in as an actual caller. I know, this time. I know, but we we have our chat system, and I'm over here thinking it's like a it's like a just a generic listener. <laughs> right, what's up, Josh? <laughs> well, I am a listener. I, I listen all the time. So I know, I know, I know. I'm one of the biggest fans of the show. I'm one of the biggest fans of the show. And when I was listening I to how they were going to double all the t- tobacco taxes, right? Yeah. And how they're just going to start paying for all of this this free stuff that they want to do, right? Even though Joe Biden mm-hmm. said it's not going to cost a dollar, we know it's going to cost trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars. And what I want to impress on people is that taxes are evil, right? All taxes are there to do is to suppress your rights in some way. And if you don't believe me, go pay a tax stamp on a, a, a suppressor, right? Go pay your taxes in Colorado on getting a brand new gun. You've got you've to pay the government, right, to sit there and allow you to, to do the background check. I don't think that's necessarily a tax, but any time that the government wants to get a piece of what you have, it has to do with getting a piece of your rights. Yeah. I, it, it's real. I mean, it happens all the time. And they're just going to find new places to tax us once there's not enough money in the tobacco stuff. I mean, tobacco, um, all the ta- tobacco cessation programs they've had for years ha- have been very successful. I mean, smoking's yeah. down, and it's way down, right? I mean, it's not down Which in China because they could never sell another cigarette again. In the yeah, U.S., China has plenty of smokers. but It's great, but not when you balance the budget on the uh, presumption that you're going to still get more cigarette taxes in. Right? That's the whole problem. Right, because there's less people smoking and then the school, like all the education budgets are built kind of like on this, this uh, tobacco tax, which means mm-hmm. that, uh, Oh, hold on. I just lost my train of thought because I was helping the young kid. Well, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's similar. <laughs> it's similar to the highways. The highways are largely funded with gas yeah. tax. There's been this push to get people yeah. away from gasoline cars into electric vehicles, which if it works for you, great. But now they're realizing that the electric vehicles don't pay a gas tax. So they're having less funding for highways. So now they're looking at right, doing right. just a generic by the mile tax, which is probably going to mean people pay more. Um, so yeah, when you when you fund yeah, if it, projects on something you want to go away, it, it's self defeating. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And the I, what I was going back to is that uh, why does education wants to fund itself through something that's like a vice, right? And then they tell us it's awful, mm-hmm. and then we want to tax it out of existence. Yeah, we use it to prop it up. So if the government or people in government were really um, gung-ho about doing this kind of stuff, they would just illegalize tobacco in the first place because they tell us it's something we shouldn't have, but yet we want, they want to yeah. tax the hell out of us on it. I, I don't understand. Yeah. It's, like, it's like they talk out of two sides of their face all the time. Yeah. yeah. 
and it's everything. Like, tell the kids don't do drugs. It's just driving. Tell the kids don't do drugs. But when you legalize pot in Colorado, yeah, say, oh, don't worry, the marijuana taxes are going to fund the schools. Well, uh, you're either going to create a lot of stoners and we have a lot of smart children, or you're going to have no stoners uh-huh. and the schools won't be funded. <laughs> do we really want either of those and, situations? No. But they're still f- running into like funding uh, shortfalls. So it's like, mm-hmm. where's all that real tax money going? I mean, is, yeah. is it really going to the places they claim? And that's just here yeah. in Colorado. And, I, can, I can only imagine what it's like and, in California where everything's about to get really yeah. bad. And those education budgets really are balanced on a razor's edge. And we don't talk about it a lot, but when oh, you start okay. throwing in just a couple dozen new migrant children into the classes, that can kill a budget. It really can. If you Absolutely. need to hire a new teacher, new new staff, right? It can it can actually kill a budget, un- unbalance a budget. So it's uh, it's lots of things we don't think about, but yeah, taxes are evil. And, and lately, I mean, we mentioned earlier the fact that Dog the Bounty Hunter is now closer to catching this guy, the the guy who killed his girlfriend, right. than the FBI is. Yeah. Makes me wonder why are we paying taxes? <laughs> why are we paying taxes if Dog? Why the is the Hunter FBI an organization? More ground than the I FBI. mean, they won't go after yeah. Hunter Biden with his laptop, but then they're going to try to make every effort to go after the, the guy that killed that poor yeah. girl or allegedly killed that poor girl. Right. Yeah. And dog, the bounty hunter is closer than anyone. And I bet you he gets him by the, by this weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I think he gets him by the FBI this wasn't even searching there. They're looking right. at a different area of the country. So how did like, dog going figure to out? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tip my hat wow. to dog, right? I mean, the dude can get the work done. Well, but he why said can't, he got, you know, seasoned he FBI professionals? He said he got tips, which I'm uh, being completely honest. Who wants to talk to the FBI these days? I wouldn't. Right. If I knew, if I knew there was a murderer down the street, I don't know if I'd call the FBI. I don't know. I mean, I think I call my local law enforcement, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't give the FBI anything because anything, quite literally, anything you do or say will be used against you. It, we're at a point where even reporting right. a crime isn't of uh, an innocent act. So that might be part yeah. of it. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to get in there and be like, man, those taxes suck. So taxes do suck. <laughs> well, thank you for the right. call. So Mr. Producer Yeah, I Josh. appreciate it, man. <laughs> Have a great right. rest of the day. I'll talk to you next week, Mike. All right. <laughs> See ya. I'll set him up and keep going. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Mr. Producer Josh. Um, yeah, taxes are absolutely evil. They really, really are. So before we end the show for today, um, we do a, we we spend a lot of time pouring through court cases. As I said legislation, the Federal Register, court documents. Sometimes, sometimes p- things pop out at us, and you can tell those are the things that all the articles, all the different news outlets they run headlines on, right? And it, it what I found is is tends to be if it's too good to be true, it might be, it might be, and and a couple uh, yesterday. Joe had brought up a claim, which if it's true, it's it's terrible. But I wanted to break down just briefly why I was afraid to push this. If you go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. <clears throat> so there has been whistleblower testimony. This is from a legal brief. Whistleblower testimony that 45,000 deaths were caused by the vaccines. I'll, I'll read what this is and I'll explain why. I'm not saying it isn't true but I I am very hesitant just to run with this as if it's complete fact. Plaintiff's expert Jane Doe, right there, that's a giveaway. Obviously, there's reasons to not want your name to be known, but it's an anonymous person. We've learned during Trump years, anonymous sources, eh, 
is a computer programmer with subject matter expertise in the healthcare data ana analytics field, access to Medicare and Medicaid data maintained by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS. Over the last 20 years, she has developed over 100 distinct healthcare fraud detection algorithms for use in the public and private sectors. In her expert opinion, VAERS underreports deaths caused by the vaccines by a conservative factor of at least five. That probably is, is, is true. We know that VAERS is underreported. As of July 9, 2021, VAERS reported 9,048 deaths associated with the vaccines. <clears throat> yes, um, basically people get vaccinated and they die and it gets reported to VAERS, but they haven't done complete autopsies and, and been able to prove it. But yeah, sure. Jane Doe queried data from CMS medical claims and has determined that the number of deaths occurring with three days occurring within three days of injection with the vaccines exceeds those reported by VAERS by a factor of at least five, indicating that the true number of deaths caused by the vaccines is at least 45,000. That is a terrible number. If that is true, then heads should roll if people know that and they're suppressing it. The reason I am skeptical to run with that is because when you're looking at Medicare and Medicaid, those are people who are over 65. And I'm not saying that is necessarily means it's a death sentence, but when you vaccinate a bunch of people over the age of 65, the people who just full disclosure have the highest mortality rates in the country just by sheer basis of, of aging. It's a natural part of life. We all hope that we live a long and healthy life. I'm hesitant because if we put up my screen again, this is from the CDC, this is pre COVID number. So it might be a little different. The number of deaths of persons aged 65 and older in a given year is 2.1 million. It's 2.1 million. So if, then we go to this and we look at 85 and older. Well, they, they talk about 65 and older. So per 100,000 Americans, you have 21, almost 2,200 Americans between the ages of 65 and 74 who die in a given year. That's what that means. That mortality rate, 2,196, is per 100,000 residents. Women live a little bit longer, 1,400. You look at 75, 84, look at 5,100 men per 100,000 residents, 3,700 women. You look at 85 and over, 14,500 men, 85 and older, die. Women, 12, 8. So the reason that we, we take this and we want to make sure that we report it, but we make sure that we present all the facts, is that when you vaccinate everyone, in a certain age group, you have to understand that mortality is real and that people do die after getting vaccinated. So not saying that it's a false number, but we have to make sure that we, we do a deep dive into it and fully understand it. Welcoming Joe for the last couple minutes of the broadcast. Welcome, Joe. I thought you were I thought you were on your way to uh to Oklahoma. I was on my way to Oklahoma and then I had to turn around based on the, and that's why I'm asking people to get on the podcast right now so that I could talk about this Doug Logan interview that he did with, with uh, gateway pundit or someone. So the uh, Doug Logan came out and said that that draft note guys, I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. I'll probably do a show after this. There are two things that bother me more than anything in the world. One people who are un-American and do things to hurt other people nothing makes me I don't like bullies right I don't like evil I don't like bullies and I despise liars despise them so on Friday I got a 
Well, first of all, explain who Doug Logan is. Explain who Doug, Doug Logan, Logan is. is the head. Doug understand. Logan is the head of the uh, Cyber Ninjas. He's the one that got threatened. As you all know, that there was a report that was published on the Arizona audit. That report was published on Friday. Now, the executive summary did not match the four volumes of information that came out of Maricopa County. It didn't match. It, it, it didn't even come close to even describing what was in those four volumes. So I get a report. That's a draft report. I'm getting phone calls from the inside, phone calls from the outside. I'm a pretty trusted source. I'm trusted by people all over the country with information. I have never, ever once divulged any information from anyone who said this is classified, this is confidential. I don't do it. And when somebody calls me that I trust and says, I need this to go everywhere. I need to put this everywhere. I typically say, okay, tell me why. And we review it, and I'm like, okay, I, I can go with that. And then when I have people inside the Arizona Senate that are telling me, telling me, Joe, they are reviewing every draft. There is draft after draft after draft. The attorney for the Arizona Senate is threatening to revoke qualified immunity for Doug Logan and his team, threatening to revoke the ability for him to be protected by the Arizona Senate threatening to revoke his ability to get paid. When, when all of that stuff happens, I pay attention. So it came to my attention that Doug Logan was having these conversations with people saying that, oh, that draft wasn't real. I don't like liars. I don't like liars. I don't like attacking people that are on our, supposedly on our side. But who the hell is really on our side? Who? Please tell me. It's like this. You have a witness. Witness is a murder. You see somebody get murdered. Please come to you and say, who actually murdered that person? Well, that person over there murdered him. Well, do you know what he looks like? Yeah, get a lineup. Five people in the lineup. It's that guy right there. Are you sure? Absolutely, 100%. I know that there's that person. Get the trial. Stands up. Can you identify the person that actually murdered that person? Mm-mm. No. Never seen anybody. I, well, what about the person that was in the lineup? I have no idea what you're talking about. That's the type of that I dealt with for the last couple of days. And it's not just me. See, I can take it. I can take it. I will take that stuff by the, by the bucket load. But there's other people involved in this because I was asked to go out there and hand it off to other people and say, I need you to share this. This is really what's happening. Now, as, as my friend just told me, as he just said it, he said, Doug flew too close to the sun like Icarus. Right? So, so all I'm asking for is the truth. Because the receipts are there. So either stop lying or we'll just divulge the receipts. But you don't get out there and you don't lie. And you don't ask me to put something out there if you're not willing to stand up and tell the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm spinning pissed off. Because every time I turn around, like I said yesterday, there's 18, 19, 20, 25 people that worked for the CIA, worked for the FBI. All of a sudden, they grew a conscience, came in the middle and said, oh, I want to do everything I can to save this country. I can't stand the radical left. They destroy everything they touch. You got homeless everywhere with, oh, we need to take care of the unhomed. 
No, you need to stop being freaking you, That's part, what you need to do. The first part, we went through the $3.5 trillion spending bill. They want to give free breakfast and lunch to migrant children yeah. just all year round. The, the same programs in schools for like um, children, American children who live in poverty, they want to give free meals to migrant children all year round, not just during school year, but during summers too. No, there, there's a there's a weird. It, <laughs> that's not America first, not not by a long shot. No, it's not America. There's nothing in this place that's America first. Nothing. These people are trash. They're trash on the left, trash on the right. The Uniparty. Oh, don't start your own party. I don't want to start my own party. I want the Americans to stand over here and these pieces of trash traders to stand over here. That's what I want. And people get mad at me because I get upset. And I, and I basically say, look, I'm ready. You say when. Say when. That draft report is not a lie. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And because you don't have the courage to stand up and tell the truth because you're afraid you might lose something just makes you a traitor. It makes you a liar. I, you know, th the thing that bothers me the most is that you stand up and you tell a lie and you say that you're standing up. You know, Logan's company got rid of, and I'm not attacking Logan's company because the report, the four volumes of report comes out and says that the election should be decertified. The people in Arizona should be pissed. It's the fact that we let the radical left and we join their cause in order to discredit all the things that are really happening before Americans' eyes. And you don't want to know why Americans are just sick of everyone? Because you lie. You're going to have to go and bleep that. Yeah. They lie. So, so what prompted, I, mean, I thought you were out today. What prompted you to cancel your trip and come here specifically? Obviously, something did, because it can't just be two days of, of this just boiling over. No, it's what not two days of boiling over. It's me gathering up all the data, gathering up all the information, so I can get back out there and tell the American people that these people are liars. They're liars. They're absolute liars. Karen, Karen Fan doesn't give a about any of you. She doesn't care about you. This election audit is not about recounting fraudulent votes. The only person in all this, actually, there's several people in all this that I truly just can't, I, I just, I'm, I think they're amazing people. One of those people is Jovan Pulitzer. Everybody's like, oh, you got to watch Jovan. No, you don't. Oh, he's great. No, you don't. You don't have to watch Jovan. You don't have to watch him. You may not like what he says. You might like, not like the fact that he's searching under rocks that they didn't think about when they tried to defraud the American people. There's a team of mathematicians. There's Draza Smith. There's Bobby Python. There's Doug Frank. Some of these people don't like each other. There's Ed Solomon. These are people that stand up every day, work their off at work, and then jump right in the fight to get things done to uncover the multivariant algorithms that were used across the nation. And we're there. We figured it out. We figured it out. While the radical left walks around saying, oh, Biden got 360 more votes. And oh, that draft wasn't a real draft. It's yeah. a fake. It's not a fake. And now I got to go through and I got to just. So who's saying it was a fake? Who, who was saying it was a fake? Well, Done? the insider, Vice, and everyone else says it's fake. That the, that the report that I put out there, that Ann Vandersteel mm -hmm. put out there, is a fake. It didn't exist. But you, Here's got, the it. Problem. you got it from someone who was involved in it. Way involved in it. I mean, Way this, this kind of feels like this kind of feels like Eric Coomer saying that you went through and you made and you like used use Photoshop to yeah. manufacture posts. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
people don't have this much time to just write no long lengthy reports no. just for for no. giggles right we don't no. have time for that and you read the report and it aligns with the four volumes what do you think we're stupid you think we don't actually can we can't see with our own eyes now, we're not the radical leftists. We're not the Antifites. We're not the BLM pieces of trash Marxists. We're not those people. We're courageous. We stand up. We lose our jobs. And we don't give a shit. We don't care what you have to say. All we care about is truth. But then you come out and you say you're standing for the American people and you don't. Nothing makes me sicker than that. Nothing. Ah, okay, I got it out. So now I've just been collecting data and talking to other people about being deplatformed by Facebook. I don't give a shit about Facebook. You're going to have to do some bleeping today. And I don't cuss a lot, people. I don't. I believe in using your words. I do. I believe that, hey, you choose your words wisely. Make sure that when you speak, you speak articulately to the place where people can understand what you're saying. Simplify it. So I try to do my best to bring it down to a place where everyone can understand it. Some people say, ah, well, Joe, you, you kind of simplify it too much. No, I don't. I want everyone to understand that we're dealing with liars. We're dealing with, with people that want to deceive and steal from you. And whether it's the CCP or Russia, I don't care who it is. Because those people don't matter to me. China coming in here and buying people off, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we don't stand up. That we don't actually take the time to say, look what they're doing. They're stealing our country. They're killing our kids. They're, they're propagating and putting poison in them. They're making drugs available everywhere. I mean, why don't they just set up a drugstore on every corner with heroin in it? Because that's basically what they're doing. And when they weren't doing it with that, they were doing it with, with all sorts of, oh, your kid has ADHD and ADD. And do I think that's true? Yeah. I also think there's this thing called self-control. Yeah. I, I go off on tangents all the time. Oh, yeah, Joe, you have ADHD. Maybe but I'll be damned if I'm going to take a drug for it. Yeah. Well, I, I wish we would have gotten you on sooner in the day because we're, we're up at the end of the hour. All right. So here's what uh, I want. Right, I, la last thing I want to say about this. Last thing I want to say about this. And then we'll, we'll go. That draft that I put out on Friday, it is 100% authentic. The fact that I have to go through this on our own side to say it's authentic just shows me how many bad actors that are radical leftist liars are inside of the movement in order to uncover truth, to show truth. It's, it's despicable. You're disgusting. You're disgusting if you actually perpetrate these lies for the radical left. And by the way, all you have to do is lie to me once, and I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I, I won't yeah. say another bad word about you. I won't even utter your name. I won't even think about you. But at that point, well, it, you're nothing but trash it, to me. You're the same as the radical left. You. It's not just you. We, had, we talked about this when we had our, our roundtable panel. And it wasn't just you talking about this. Patrick Byrne was referring yeah. to the report. Phil Waldron was reporting, referring to the report. Professor Clemens, Jovan Pulitzer was referring to the report. Yeah. They all had it. They were all working with the audit. And they had that information. They, they I mean... I believe it was it was Patrick who read it out. He had it. So the idea that everyone involved in it has this draft report, and I understand how I understand how the fact checking works. It's not the official report. Yeah, no, no shit. It's not the official report. That's what we're saying. That it was a draft 
and they they removed all that language to make it seem better for for the left right but the idea that it's made up when everyone involved in the audit all has the same information they're reading off of it in on their screens doesn't make a whole lot of sense you can't decide to have courage for one minute and not the other you have to be led by your conviction you have to be led by truth you have to be led by being a good human being where did that go where did ethics and character go where did character go it went out the window when it's inconvenient oh oh, oh wait 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 when someone threatens your life yeah you gotta you gotta bail you gotta bail on it because you know what self-preservation well, what, let me ask you where self-preservation was on the beaches of Normandy. When it, the Battle of Norway or uh, Midway, I watched that last night, the Battle of Midway. Where? These men got in airplanes and flew bombs into the gunfire, and 70% of those pilots knew they were going to die. But in the Battle of Midway, they went out there, and it changed the trajectory of the entire war in World War II. That one battle, they sunk three aircraft carriers that belonged to the Japanese. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. And, and how, how they, they did it. They died. They, they died so you can have freedom, so you can, you can selectively decide whether or not you want to protect yourself, sit on, the, sit on the sofa and eat bonbons. What the hell's wrong with you? And you know who I'm talking to. And I know all the talking pundits, the talking heads listen to my show. I know they do. So tell me. Tell me right now. It got out there because of me. I put it out there. Are you calling me a liar? Because I have the receipts. I have the receipts. And the person that I got it from, I trust implicitly. I trust. And don't think that I didn't pick up the phone and say, this is going to be fun. But you, you, when do we decide to have courage all the way through this fight? This, is, this reminds me of Nazi Germany where I'm willing to help, I'm willing to get in the fight. Yeah, I'm going to take them on. You either knock at the door and it's some Nazi brown shirt. Hey, do you support truth? You're like, no, man, I, I don't support truth at all. What are you talking about? I don't support truth. Instead of standing up and saying, yeah, I support truth. You know, the, the Battle of, of Midway, Max, it was interesting. Um, they had a guy that was caught. They were sitting in a raft, and the Japanese caught him, and they were, they were ruthless. Showed no, zero respect mm -hmm. for Americans when they captured him. And he said, I want you to tell me where, you're, where you're, the, the ships are, where, where the uh, aircraft carrier and destroyers are. And he said, you got a cigarette? He puts a cigarette in his mouth. He smokes it, and he goes, I think you can kiss, <laughs> I think you can <laughs> yeah. kiss my yeah. <laughs> and so they said, we're going to throw you overboard. So they threw him overboard, tied to an anchor. And he knew he was going to die. So they threw him overboard, then they threw the anchor in, and they sent him to his death. And he was like, you know what? I can't decide. I can't decide. How, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't make the decision for my death. But I can certainly make the decision on how I live. And that's the thing that we haven't done in our country. And men, you're, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you every day. Men, get up, stand up. Every day, walk out of bed, pray, get on your knees, thank God for all the things you do have, ask them to protect it the best he can, and then get in the fight and stop acting like a I'm, I'm, I'm past it. I'm past it. Yeah. 
So are, are you going to stay uh, live? Or are you going to do a, uh, another show talking about this? Yeah, I might, I might do another show. I mean, I don't know if you want to join me or not in it, but um, I, might, I might do another show. Well, I'm going I'm to get the facts blacked out. All and right. then my phone melted down last night. It, it literally caught on fire again. Now Why do you have a phone that right. catches on fire? Uh, the charging port. The charging port. The, the plastic caught on fire. So the charger um, was overheating and it caught on fire. So that's how I woke up this morning. So it happened earlier in the week and I kind of oh, cooled it down and it was working for a couple of days, but now it's, it's completely bricked. So I got to go get a new phone. But, uh, well, it's because the, uh, the corrupt little CIA midgets decided they wanted to, you have, you have the CIA, you have the CIA midgets and then you have Ben Shapiro. We stepped over him for a minute. <laughs> Guys hit the share button. The last part of this deal is has nothing to do with talking about Biden shuts down deportations. I just thought you should know why I wasn't here, why I didn't go to Tulsa, why I sent a part of our team there in my stead, our stead. I, I won't lie to you. You may not like what I have to say. You may hate it. You may say, Joe, you're just, you're way too raw. Okay, don't listen to me, please. But here's the one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to step in the gap. I'm not going to decide one minute that I'm going to have courage. The next minute, I'm not going to have courage. And they know this about me. That I, pr I promise you, they got a file. And in it, they're like, this guy has no quit. This guy will stand on truth forever. They know that about me. This isn't the first time that I've had to come up against people that are a bunch of liars. I ran a business. People trying to steal stuff from me all the time. They know that I'm, I'm driven by conviction. And here we are again. We're driven by conviction yeah. in a place where they want to take some more from us. And, yeah. and last thing, Max. Yesterday, Gateway Pundit put out an article. That. Right? You see that? Not the judge. Yep, the judge. You can go to my Telegram channel. I'm going to try and get everything out across all the other channels. I am suspended on Facebook, so I can't do anything on Facebook. But I am going to try to get all of this stuff out across other channels. But Gateway Pundit put something out where... The left-wing radical Antifa judge mm -hmm. that is on the case for Eric Coomer, yeah, she sealed and put under protective order the deposition for Eric Coomer because he melted after. down. Huh? Yeah. The day after. Well, yeah. she amended. The, she had previously said this is everything's going to be sealed. And then the day after, she said, okay, well, basically what her order was. Let me clarify precisely what is sealed. It was the day after he melted down. He melted down. This is a judiciary. This is a piece of trash Antifa judge. Look, at the deposition, I can tell you this, because he's not covered. Charlie Kane, the attorney for Eric Coomer, sat on there in a disagreement with one of the attorneys, who, by the way, is brilliant. Brilliant attorney. And says, oh, you can't ask this, can't do this, can't ask this, can't do this. Basically trying to get it down to, you can ask him about whether or not he's a baker. <laughs> that was the equivalent of it. The attorney said, no, nope, we're going to go talk to the judge. Got on the phone with the judge, and Charlie Kane lied. He lied out of his fat little face. He lied. And everybody, all the other attorneys were like, this guy is nothing but a liar. Are they having a competition? Eric Coomer and him having a competition on who's the biggest liar? Well, just be careful. I want to know. Careful. Be careful with what you divulge. I'm not going to say jack. I don't give a shit about this judge. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, be careful. And look, I'm not playing by their rules. Remember, guys, don't play by the rules of the radical left. Learn the power of the word no and learn what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Yeah. You don't have to put up with this. 
I promise you this judge is going to crash and burn. There's a lot of stuff that I have, Max, a lot of stuff. And, and guess what? I'm in Douglas County. I'm in Douglas County, right? I'm in one of the most conservative areas out there. Mm-hmm. I will find a way to sue the living crap out of this judge. I will find a way. We're working on it. I'll f- and mm-hmm. the information that keeps pouring in of the people she thought were her friends, oh, and the, and the op that we're doing in order to uncover all the nonprofits of which the one that she's on falls right in the middle of it. Yeah, I, I can say whatever yeah. I want. You want to know why? Because truth has no boundaries. I will tell the truth. And I'll let you guys figure out how you move your pawns on the, on the chessboard. I'm playing chess. Yeah. But I got a howitzer, and you're sitting around walking around with your, your little sticks. So are you going to do a, a, a second episode right after this one? Or do you want to save this for the evening? I, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yes, okay. I do. I probably will get back on here. Well, I'll ask everybody else. Do you want me to get back on here? Let me ask you if you want me to get back on here. Anybody want me to get back on here? <laughs> well, <laughs> l- let's operate under that. <laughs> Rather than we are on like a 30 second delay. So if we wait 30 seconds, it's going to be 30, 30 seconds, seconds and see if anybody says, yeah, I, I want you to get back <laughs> so, on. I don't want you to get back on. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, we, hell yeah. We already getting we're getting some hell yes. So um, I have to run and drop my phone off because it caught on fire. But uh, if I get back, I'll hop on with you. Um, all right, so we're gonna end this episode. No, no, we'll just take a quick break. Do a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll quick break. A, and, yeah, we're gonna take. We're gonna stay on this because they can cut up the show. We'll just cut up the yeah, show. But we'll take a quick break. I'll do, where I'll we play, do the generic play. spiel. No, I'll no, do no, the generic no. spiel for the audio version. We'll go off and then you can come back on. Well, I'm not even you gonna go off. What I'm gonna off. do is I'm gonna. You're gonna do the the generic version of the end, right? Then I'm gonna do. Yeah. Guys, we're planning this in real time. We do the generic ending, and then everyone's seeing how the sausage is made. <laughs> All right, and so we'll do this, right? So we'll, we'll do this. Max will do this little spiel, and then we're not yeah. going to go to the red screen. Yeah. We're going to skip the red screen. We'll just die it out, and then we'll play the uh, Mike Lindell. We can go, go to red screen, go to red screen, and then fade back in. That Why would you need the red? You don't it. need the red screen. They can, they can <laughs> superimpose it. Nice Guys, you're crushing me. You're crushing me. You're crushing me. Do the – we're available on podcasting. <laughs> I'm looking for that commercial. Right. I didn't know this was happening. Bear with me. Okay, Max, go through your stuff. By the time he finds All a commercial, right. do All your right. stuff. Okay, guys, I'm going to stay on. Right. And then Ma- completely, sausage is Completely made. organically, go. that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, subscribe to the audio version. Available all the links in the description, especially Apple Podcasts. Help us rise up in the rankings. If you have an Apple device, even if you don't have an Apple device, if you have a Windows computer, you can download iTunes. You can create an Apple ID, and you can still subscribe to us there. And give us a five-star review. Very important. Five-star review. Help us climb up in the rankings. Um, we go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, so make sure you check that out. And if you're still missing the show because you think we're at our old time slot, text FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get text alerts before we go live informing you of all the links for the show. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And joining us late is... Joe Oltman. Joining us late. And remember, everyone that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.